Well, hello. I'm um, gonna have some slow jazz back in the background today because just the mood I'm in. All right. Welcome to the Slaughterhouse. Uh, this is Social Slaughter. Um, glad to be back once again. I know we promised a lot of episodes, but I had a baby. I had a baby. I had a baby boy, Rowan Elias. Big kid. Nine pounds, 14 ounces, 21 inches long. Doing great. Mama's doing great too. All his sisters are just so in love with him. It is a beautiful process, you know, watching kiddos get to experience a new kiddo in the family. One of the greatest phrases I will ever have been told, and that was by my delightful partner, Mary. She said, doesn't matter how many kids you have, doesn't matter how many people you have in your life, you can always make more love. Which I truly believe. And watching those kiddos just make more love for their brother is one of the coolest processes I've ever seen in the entire world. And it makes me so happy. Um, Hi, it is great to be back. A lot has happened while I was gone. And that's what we're going to try and catch an update with as much as possible as the jazz in the back plays along. So a few things first. All right. I don't know if you guys know, but we had uh, some issues that happened here. Um, at our freshman academy, um, we had a uh, young kiddo take their life because of bullying due to the fact that they were transgender. And um, it's always a sad day when someone loses their life because they feel that there's no hope, there's no purpose for them, there's nothing about them that is important. And um, not only that, but to be made that you feel like you aren't important make that you feel like you don't matter because somebody can't comprehend your feelings your emotions and they take that out on you um, that's not okay and um, that's that's a big issue and it has to change and some good things are coming about it though we have a lot of kiddos that are more aware now um, very more knowledgeable of what's going on and it makes me really happy to see how they are rallying behind what happened. Um, but there's some sad things that have happened here on this campus because of it. Um, we had a lot of kids that wanted to, you know, rally behind, walk out, protest and everything. And I had a girl in my sixth hour and I was quite proud of her. She said, you know what we're going to do? We're going to talk to the principals first. And... We're going to try and figure out what we can do so we feel safer here. We feel like there's a lot of bullying. We feel like that our LGBT community is not supported at this school. And we want to talk about it. And they went and talked to the principal. And it was quite upsetting in a lot of ways. Because when we were told about all the events that happened and everything by my students, we, we talked about it. Every single class, we took the time and effort to actually discuss what happened process those emotions those feelings and what we can do to take on the challenges of bullying the challenges of being different challenges of being unique you know and we talked about it we expressed ourselves we had some of the best discussions we've ever had in our entire lives and it it makes me really really happy that we had those talks and I feel like we made progress we moved in a good direction but it was taken on differently 
we were, you know, informed that originally we were informed to shut down any talk about it, that it was a disruption and that we needed to not discuss it. And I personally felt like that was definitely the wrong direction to go because these kids are hurting. They have feelings, they have emotions, and to not support them being the very institution that they are supposed to trust, they are supposed to bring everything to, I feel like we do more damage. And what gets me the most about all this is the simple, simple fact of we had a beautiful opportunity to come alongside our students and to help them grow like we were told that if it doesn't involve our content we are supposed to remind them that disrupting educational environments is not okay which is quite ironic because i'm currently teaching about the civil rights movement which is people walking out protesting and fighting for equality fighting for the ability to express themselves as who they are and it's so frustrating so frustrating when people don't come alongside especially our youngest when they feel that they aren't supported when they don't feel safe that we don't come alongside them and show them that it's going to be okay we don't live by example of who we are but i was very proud of this young girl who said that we're going to talk to him and if nothing changes that's when I'll walk out. And they scheduled a walkout for the students to leave so they could, you know, express themselves and everything. The school allowed it to happen during a very specific set time period. And I was told um, some stories from my students today um, that, you know, this kid died because they were transgender and they were bullied because of it. I was told that in one of our leadership classes where we are teaching students to be leaders, a student pulled out a transgender flag in support of the transgender student. And they were booed. Booed by kids who are supposed to be our future leaders. That's devastating. Here we are expressing ourselves, being able to, you know, try and find out where we fit in as individuals. And we're still labeled and beaten down by the very people that we are training to be our future leaders. That is a problem. That needs to be rectified. Because that is the ideology here. Our LGBT community, they're humans. I understand you may have issues with it. You may struggle with understanding it. But when you boil it down, they're people. Who have ideas. Who want to express themselves in a certain way. Just like everyone else and when you take that away from them it's devastating like i love being who i am i am a goofball i am weird i am strange and if you were to take away my right to be a teacher and teach the way that i do and do all the things that i love to do i would be out there every single day protesting <laughs> just like i do this podcast when i protest certain bills and stuff that come along you know, it's because that's my right, it's my opinion, it's my ability to express myself. And I know that we need to do it in a safe, constructive way. We need to use our voices because they are so powerful, so strong in what we do. And the problem is, when you don't feel safe, 
when you don't feel like you matter, when you don't feel like you're important, and when you have a cause that's trying to let you be there, be that, and you're still beaten down, it's devastating. Sorry, I'm just thinking, you know, like these are kids. Kids who are trying to make it in a world of chaos. We have the ability to be there with them. We have the ability to, in so many ways, you know, help them. And we've chosen not to. I was proposed this question in my college class of, is society broken or is it built exactly like it's supposed to be? Is our system broken because we still have racism, sexism, inequality for people all throughout the world? Or is it the simple fact that the system was built to protect people who are racist? Because look at history. History has always been about who's the most powerful, who has the most money, who has the biggest army, who's the strongest, always was in charge. You can see it throughout thousands of years of history. It wasn't until the last about 100 125 years where you had this ideology of equality where people were created equal this is a brand new concept and it starts with our children it starts with our children knowing that what they do matters what matters is their opinions their voices they need to be heard and when they're not we just re-amplify that we are a country that can't get along. That we are a country that doesn't have the ability to unify. There was a second incident that happened, I guess, about a month ago where a uh, student with uh, disabilities was beaten pretty severely by another student and it was all caught on camera and I was sitting in my class before I went on uh, my one week of paternity leave and everybody wanted to go find the kid that had the camera and beat them because they knew that they were a part of what was going on and I had to talk a lot of kids down and I had to say no we can't because if you go beat him you end up in jail and when you're in jail your voice is silenced you don't have the ability to fight. You don't have the ability to express. You don't have the ability to perpetuate this ideology of keeping people equal, of keeping them safe, because you have just ended that with an act of violence. This, to me, is what's so scary, is that we have a lot of children with great ideas, great passions, great desires, and they are being shut down either because we don't want them to express ourselves because we're afraid it will get out of control and we won't be able to keep them where we want them to be. Not where they need to be, where we want them to be. And we perpetuate this idea that the only way to solve something is through violence and not using the great abilities that we saw throughout the civil rights movement of people peacefully protesting, using their voice, using their strength, using their politics, using their politicians to get things changed. 
instead we make laws now that bring people down, put them in their place. It's not okay. We need to change how we handle things as a school, as an education system, as adults. We need to be empowering our students to be the difference that we obviously somehow cannot be. They need that voice. Because it's devastating that they don't have it. It, it blows my mind that the day we demonstrated for equality, there was still inequality happening in the very buildings that we were trying to have it changed. Today I'm going to ask for help. Like, I need help. Like, we got to do something. I always wanted, I had this dream that I would go on, like, that Americans Got Talent show or, you know, someplace where there was a vast audience, you know, that was listening. And instead of showing some talent, showing some, you know, amazing ability I have, which I, I don't have a lot of crazy talents or abilities, just walking out on that stage and saying these words, tonight, I need your help. I don't know if you know this, but there's a lot of kiddos out there who are hurting. There are a lot of people in general who are struggling. I need you to live your life to the fullest every single day. I need you to take the time to experience, to create this beautiful thing called love, to create joy, to create peace, to perpetuate in your lifestyle every single moment that we matter. I need you to know that every time you walk out that door, someone needs you. Be it that simply all you do for them is open a door. Tell them hi. Tell them it's a great day. If you see somebody sad, say what's wrong instead of just walking by. If you see somebody hurting, if you see somebody struggling, come alongside them. Because here's the thing. You're going to change the world forever. I'm a strong believer in the chaos theory. I'm a strong believer in the butterfly effect, which are the same thing. It's the idea, you know, if a butterfly flaps its wing, let's say in California, that wind pattern will change so much that it'll create a tsunami in Asia. But why can't that be a good instance? That if you say hello to someone, you take someone's hand when they're having a bad day, and you say, hey, I got you. And that person grows up, and they know that they can do whatever they want to do, and they become president, and they change the world forever. They become a doctor who saves a life that, you know, changes the world forever. They become a therapist. They become a librarian. They become someone who is important because we all are. And they live their life in turn to the fullest every single day, helping who they can, doing what they can, and not backing down. They don't let fear control their lives, but they let it influence so they can grow and they can challenge and they can be better. They can be happy. They can live life to the fullest every single day because they, in turn, then open that door for someone else. They then, in turn, say, I've got your back. They, in turn, say, hey, you are not alone in this. And then that next person, guess what? Oh, my goodness, they saved the world. Time and time again, we can do this. So I ask you now, 
for your health. Live your life to the fullest. Go out there. Don't walk away in fear. Stand up to inequality. Stand up to indifference. Stand up for what you believe in. Even if we may have differences, we can come together and we can talk and we can communicate and we can work them out. My students are going to listen to this podcast. When they listen to this podcast, I hope they go home. I hope that they say, hey, parents, can you please listen to this? Because this is how I want to live. I want to give and live everything to the fullest every single day because I don't want to live a life where I regret not doing. I want to help people. I want to help myself. I want to help everyone I can. I want to smell the flowers. I want to go on a hike. I want to go see the world. I want to impact the world for the better. And I am not going to back down until that happens. I am hoping that we can stand here and be ready every single day of our lives and that we can push, we can challenge, and we can pull each other together. We can pull each other along. We can give that helping hand because we are not scared to. We have the ability to change this world for the better. We have the ability. We have the resources. We have everything necessary to take on the challenges of the world. We have beautiful minds, beautiful hearts that are there willing and ready. We have the ability to fight the injustice and inequality on our own campus. We have the ability to do it in our own lives every single day. I was taught a long time ago, and it's something I disagreed with, the word carpe diem. Carpe diem says seize the day. All right, which I think it's a great quote. It's a great ideology. It's like, hey, the day is before you take hold of it. Go out there and conquer it and live it to the fullest. Great idea. People have bad days. And those bad days overwhelm them. So I am very, very much in the belief that it shouldn't be carpe diem. But carpo, carpe momentum, if that is how you say it. But seize the moment. Because you are going to have bad days, but within those bad days, you can string together good moments. And if you live for those moments, and you live for those moments to the fullest, you can have not just a good day, but a great life. I used to be taught that, you know, you have emotional walls, and all these emotional walls are what are put there that stop you from progressing and stopping you from getting to where you want to be. Because you throw those walls up whenever you get scared. And I've been told that you need to tear these walls down. And I will be honest with you, that is one of the stupidest ideas I've ever heard in my life. I realized that in my own life and a lot of the kids that I've worked with and a lot of people I've worked with in my entire life, because I have met so many people along my walk, that would try and tear those emotional walls down and they would get so overwhelmed, they'd get so scared because they couldn't handle it. And I realized those walls were stability. They were safety. It's when you have that moment in your life that you know if you're scared, there's a common place you can go to feel safe. So I came up with this idea. Why why tear them down when we can paint them? When you paint your walls, whenever you have to throw those walls up, you paint them and you see these beautiful images, these beautiful ideas, these beautiful works of art. And it makes whatever is so scary in front of you at that moment easier to handle. Because those paintings are good moments. They're friendships. They're relationships. 
There are people taking the time to let you know it's going to be okay, even though everything seems like it is at its end. You have the ability to paint your walls. We have the ability to help you paint your walls. We have to live by example. And when you paint those walls, sooner or later, when you have to throw them up and you realize that you're not alone, you realize there are friends, there are good moments in your life, there are things worth living for, there are beautiful expressions in your life. Slowly, you get to where you want to be. Because then what do you do in turn? You paint other people's walls. You become friends. You share your ideas, your beliefs. You teach them how to communicate. You learn how to listen. You learn how to hold on to what you believe in. Now, back to that girl who said, I'm going to talk. I'm going to tell them what I think needs to change. And if I don't see change, then I'm going to walk out. You know what they said after that? If it doesn't change then, I'm going to walk out again. And I am going to walk out every single day until these students at my school feel safe. I'm going to walk out every single day until they feel like they are supported. Because they deserve it. That is so true. Every person deserves to feel seen. Every person deserves to feel heard. Every person deserves the right to follow their dreams and be who they want to be. And it is our job as humanity to empower them to do so. We have to live life to the fullest. Every single moment, every single day. And don't get me wrong, it's hard. It's difficult. It is not going to be easy, but it is going to be fulfilling. We have hope, we have love, and we have peace in this world. It exists, and it is a very powerful tool. Our voice carries. It will be heard. I'm going to close with this story that I learned last year because I'm still growing. I'm still challenging, still learning a lot. And I learned this very specific thing. I learned that back in 1972, the Americans with Disabilities Act was passed. It was passed. And um, I found out that it was passed, but it was never enforced because they didn't want to pay the money for it. They didn't want to pay to have to install handicap signs, ramps, automatic doors. They didn't want to have to do these things because it costs money. They didn't want to create equality because of the bill. And what happened was... The man who's in charge of enforcing this. He, um, his office was filled with a whole bunch of people. 
who desperately needed this bill to be passed. And they stayed there. They stayed there for weeks. People with disabilities, people that didn't have the ability to walk, take care of themselves, showed up in numbers to fight for their equality. It's even more ironic because when they fought for their equality, all they wanted him was to sign the bill to be enforced. He signed it. They went to Washington. They rode in literally moving trucks with no seatbelts just to get to where they needed to be. They literally fought for equality. And then the bill was passed. It was to be enforced. But the funding never came. It wasn't until the year 1992 that the funding that was put in place to create what it was known as the Americans with Disabilities Act to get them the funding they needed so they could work, so they could live their lives to the fullest, so they could be themselves, express themselves, become part of the community they so desperately wanted to be a part of. I don't know if you remember, I told you this bill was actually signed in 1972. It was not paid for until 1992. 20 years they fought. 20. They fought so hard, literally putting themselves, their lives, everything in danger. Literally living to where it was so difficult for them because they didn't have the things they needed to live. So they could protest for what they needed. Not what they wanted, but what they wanted was what they needed desperately. And they showed up time and time again. Every day. No matter how difficult it was. I remember when I I studied and I researched this. And they had the day in 1992 when the bill was before the Senate and the House. And so many people with wheelchairs showed up. To the halls and the steps of Congress. And they got on their hands and knees and pulled themselves step by step up these stairs to show how much it meant to them for this bill to be passed. They literally crawled. Children, men, women, elderly, all forms of disabilities climbed these steps to be heard. Now, I have no idea what steps lay in front of you. I don't know what is holding us back. I know, though, that we need to live life to the fullest and live it every single day. To not back down, even when fear is right in front of us, staring us in the eyes, and seems like it will never go away. I hope that we stand. I hope we reach that helping hand to those that need it, and I hope that we fight for equality. We fight indifference. We fight to be heard because we deserve to be known. And that is the truth. Well, folks, it has been great coming back. I am happy to have a little son in my life and, you know, my five kiddos. And the big reason I have this podcast is because I know they are the future. And I want them to have the same opportunities to have the ability to be who they want to be. That's why we must fight so hard now 
Remember, if you have any questions, feel free to send us emails to socialflotter77 at gmail.com. Website's still in transition. Um, it slowed down a bit because uh, I had a baby, and uh, I got to get with my team and work on that, but we'll get it up and running here hopefully by the end of February, if not by the end of March, um, so we can get that going. Um, remember, if you have any questions, things you want us to talk about, things that you want us to share, um, send us an email. Send us an email. Reach out to us. Um, but you know, it's been a great day to be back and, um, social slaughter hopefully is growing and uh, we'll get the next episode posted today. And I hope to have another one out actually by Friday so we can get caught up. And then, uh, hopefully if we get enough questions, we can do a nice little segment of Q and a, um, and, you know, learn a few things about what you guys care about, what you want to see done. Um, but yeah, other than that, as the great Stephen Fry used to always say, go out there and be very good to each other. Have a great one, folks.